The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Yo, Chicky Nugs, a 20-piece, bro? Oh my god, Gilby I asked for randoms Not worth it Go ahead They they gave me randoms Thank you They Well, it took like a second They was like, what'd you say? I was like, you know, can you mix it up for me? And then they were like eh, One minute play <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that I didn't say that That was cross And then uh, they came back and they gave me randoms I got a honey mustard and a ranch Have you ever put honey <laughs> mustard? Have you ever put honey in the honey mustard? No That's It's so fire it's so fire. I'm going to get it for you. I'm okay. <laughs> All right. Sean's not experimental like that. Nah, I know this. Rashawn's a special being. Do, 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 do. Y'all, I created a uh, playlist called Black Stars on Apple Music. Ooh. It's going to have all of our intro music starting with this. Welcome back to the Black Stars of Podcast. We're out here in these streets. You know what we do? Straight off the hottest episode you ever ever listened to. It's me, it's Carmelo, it's Rashawn, of course, all the boys. We back at it again. Woo! I feel like working out, and I never say that. <laughs> we back with a whole new attitude. First off, the two hottest older young ladies. Versing each other. A whole vibe. Hey, Chris. No, by that, bro. <laughs> we ain't stopping right there, though. We got to pay our respects to the both of them. I love this right here because she was the leader and the other guys were just the pips. The pips. The pips. <laughs> she was like, it's me and y'all. Like, it's me. <laughs> and the pips. They were clean, you hear me? Oh, clean. Like, beyond. A whole sensation. I decided to stick with a certain sound palette. Yeah. Mm. 
dresses, like a leather jacket, walking in a wet alley with mm-hmm. fog. Don't you hear? Yeah. It's because most people think that Gladys, Miss Gladys, and Miss Patty only have that 60s, 50s Motown sign. No. Not this. Buddy boy. Not at all. Hey. Go ahead. That way was the pips. Pips. Hey. She's just Gladys at this point. Yeah, right. <laughs> Gladys and M. One more. Here we go. Three, two, one, and. Whew. I'm sending all the vibes and sensations this episode. You know what it is? We starting with Gladys Knight. We started with Batty LaBelle. This is it right here. <laughs> Batty LaBelle. Ba- oh. <laughs> oh, she is a little Batty. Batty LaBelle. Oh, Miss Batty. She was up there shaking that thing, boy. She said, period, poo. Mm, she had that little Cavassier. She had the Crown Royal in her cup to her in that verse. <laughs> the green apple. Oh, yes, she did. The peach. I love that she said, I have a flip phone. And I'm not changing at all. She said, I talked to you on my son's phone. She's worth $60 million. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of flip phones. <laughs> Job, Chris. This is the Black Stalgia Podcast. Welcome back to the Black Stalgia Podcast. This is I, Kelby, down over there looking like 500,000 Tesla stocks. Carmela. What up, guys? Fresh from Tejas. Yeehaw, howdy. Over here, we got H&M's finest. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Shawnee effing baby. And on the boards, we got Cross. What it is. And it's been some time since we've seen each other. I've been Snapchatting. It's like the cords are farting. That's what it yeah. sounded like to me. What y'all been up to real quick? <laughs> as fast as possible. Yeah, I'm oh, I, uh, I saw Tenet. Ooh. In theaters? I did. Oof, you caught the COVID for um, John David? <laughs> no, so my best friend rented out a private watch. What kind of best friend you got? Girl, she got money. She an adult. Oh, she is she? Like me. Yeah. Can she pay some of my bills? She's the best person in the world. She's the best. Is it Marla? Hey, Pam. Oh, hey, Pam. What up, Pam? Um, but yeah, she <laughs> for her husband. Chill she rented out. it out for her husband. Um, no way. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so there's eight well, of us. Shout out to Mr. Bam, man. You living the life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I saw it. Um, What'd you think? I was super confused. So if anybody out there knows what's going on and wants to tell me what actually happened um, at Melibel, because. Your girl was lost. 
throughout the whole thing? Like, do you have an a small idea? I have a small idea, but like literally maybe an hour into it, I like leaned over to Pam and we were both like, do you know what's going on? Or And it, you know, when you watch a movie and you're confused and then you're like, I know at a certain point something's going to happen. And then you're going to be like, ah, now, oh, you see, you remember that guy from the beginning and he had the shirt and then that and then that never happened. So all eight of us walked out of the theater like. So they were walking backwards. Um, that's all I got. So I can't even I, I can't even say if I if it was bad or good because I just like don't understand it and I'm not going to watch it again. But I, I encourage you guys to watch it so you could tell me what but Kelby, I'll tell you this: you're not gonna like it. Yeah, I gotta stop telling me that. That is um, like the surest bet. In that's the, the surest bet in the world. You didn't uh, like Inception. I haven't even seen the movie. I don't know. I did not like Inception. What are you talking about? I didn't. I didn't think that Leonardo needed to be in the movie. Oh. Okay. Well. You probably gonna find some way yeah, to trash like, it, so it don't matter. You're you not might not. Like you just don't. <laughs> What are you talking about? I don't trash everything. Uh, That's trash. Y'all, y'all listen to the episode. Y'all don't know. <laughs> I trashed that stupid. Whatever. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Blue butterfly movie. What is it called again, Chris? Blue butterfly. Black swan. Ah, black swan. Yes. Very close. Yeah. Black swan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That's how bad it is. Okay. Oh, so Tenet, never watching it again. No. You want to see it? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, hit you with absolutely. I almost, I tried to watch Midsommar. Oh. Oh, I would. I wouldn't. As your friend, I would tell you never to watch that. You didn't like it? Oh, I loved it. I would tell you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I like. I yeah, don't know what I, I like because you so don't know my body. By your reviews, I don't think you know. I know. I don't think you know what you like. I know what I like. I told you I like Titanic. Titanic is hard, bro. Well, what'd you think of Titanic? Of Midsummer? I ain't watch it. He didn't. <laughs> he said I tried to watch. <laughs> I tried to watch it. So what happened was, uh, I was like, "Hey, Devion, I'm gonna watch Midsummer," and he was like, "That movie long as hell. It's like two and a half, three hours." Mm-hmm. And I was like. I'm not gonna watch that. <laughs> <laughs> but don't, don't watch the director's cut. <laughs> was it gonna watch the, the regular, editor's cut? <laughs> the regular is a little short. Yeah, I was gonna say it doesn't feel like a long watch. Like it's just going the whole time. Okay, and it's you know what's happening in the story, right? You, there's no. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not saying this to say that you're gonna like it. I'm just saying that. There's when I was watching it, there was no point where I was like, "Oh my god, what time is it?" Because they are just enthralled the whole time. A, all right, let's get all of our movie stuff out right now. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. It is so sad to uh, see him go. Somebody who uh, it feels like he was larger than his character. Oh, he was. Um. And the right person who is larger than his character got to downscale and play that character because that is a mag a magnitude of a character. But that guy was a magnitude of a person. So it's really tough to see him go. But 
Mm-hmm. Next, cuties. Cuties. Y'all watch it? I have not. I've I've heard about it. I've read about a lot of the controversy, but I have. Did they did they cancel it after all? No, it's still there. I didn't know it's it was out yet. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Uh, you can watch it right now. I saw a scene with the girls kind of twerking it. Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, I don't know about those. But is it a full feature? It is a feature movie. It's it's a French movie. Mm-hmm. But I watched the trailer. And it gave me a completely different output of what I thought it was going to be. Okay. From the trailer to the clip that you watched? I watched the trailer first. And I've, I've only seen the poster. Mm-hmm. And, then I, and then I saw the trailer and I was like, well, this, is, this just looks like a movie. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the little clips of them dancing and thrusting themselves. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I, I couldn't even really watch the whole thing because I felt was weird. like, yeah. yeah, I was like, I don't know about this. So I, I like put that to bed. But I'm hearing you should actually watch the movie because it's saying how you're feeling. Hmm. It is a movie that expresses exactly what you feel when you watch it. Now, I say that that timing is a little funny because there's a new law in California with the, there's like a lot of talk about pedophilia and stuff like that. Yeah, there has been. You know, yeah. so it just feels like there's just too much coming Around at the once. Subject. Yeah, that it, it's like you know what, I want to break. Yeah, like let's let's not. Yeah, but I might watch it like just you know, to see. Yeah, yeah. So it might be one of those things where the scene. Out of context, I mean, the scene I saw it, and I'm just kind of like, I don't want to see like ten year olds yeah. working at any time. But again, I probably won't watch the movie. But out of context, it might just look really awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it might be the point, right? But I watched Thirteen. Have you guys seen that movie? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, it's a great movie, and it. It's similar in a sense of like kids doing things that kids are not supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So, and when you watch it, you feel like, oh, these are just kids. Mm-hmm. And they do a good job at portraying what kids are not supposed to do. So maybe, don't kill me, internet, but maybe cuties is supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing controversy because the idea is people who have not watched it are coming to a conclusion before they even watch it. Right. But do you really want to watch kids no. doing that? No. I mean, you watched Euphoria. I know they're a lot older. I know. That's why I'm like, no, but what in Euphoria they're twerking? They're doing a lot more than twerking. But the thing about Euphoria is a little different because the people, the actors are not kids. So sure. you have that kind of removed removed yeah versus cuties are actually i don't know 11 12 yeah and they're playing 11 12 so you're just kind of like oh i feel like some that makes a difference yeah i don't know i can't say i haven't, I haven't watched it but yeah. I, I plan to i don't know i start watching a lot of horror movies around this time so Squeeze well, it in there. Since it's talking, a horror movie. No, I'm saying I'll squeeze that. <laughs> oh, in. well, since we're talking horror movies, have you seen the Social Dilemma? No. 
It's like a real life horror movie doc about the horrendous effects of social media. Oh. It's pretty much what you expect. Yeah. It's bad. Are you mocking it? Or what's happening? <laughs> I am slightly mocking it. Okay. I'm I'm mo- okay. I'm gonna explain to you exactly why I think that the movie needs a little bit of of mocking. Not that it's a bad movie. I watched it, said I get it, I understand. So, to give you guys a recap, if you might not ever watch it, mm-hmm. they're essentially saying social media is created to grab your attention as long as possible because they're selling you to marketers, right? We are all aware of this. Mm-hmm. And they study what you um, what you like, what you spend the most time on viewing, <clears throat> and they just continuously feed that to you. Uh, which has implications, which means if you are slightly a Democrat, they have uh, they're going to feed you more Democrat stuff to make you a, an ultra Democrat at the end of the day. Or if you're if you feel a little bit more conservative, they're going to feed you conservative stuff until you're more conservative as conservative as you can be. Right. You know, and you're and it has this addictive thing to it. And with that, they take your attention and they sell you to marketers. Okay. Now everybody's deleting Facebook. They're telling you on Facebook, hey, I'm off of Facebook. Which I feel like every four years people just say, I'm gonna delete Facebook. Yeah, there's and a wave they, of it. Yeah, and they come back. I'm saying, how is that any different? Than just about anything else. Mm-hmm. At all points in time, your attention is up for sale. Television has been used as propaganda forever, as long as television has been television. Right. Totally. Because the only purchase of television from television is the physical television. Now they've just gotten better at serving you exactly what you like. But I always say, if you buy Kelby's bread at Walmart and the bread is bad or the bread is good, who do you blame? Walmart. Why? Cuz that's where you got it. Why don't you bring why don't you blame Kelby? It's my bread. I put it on the shelf. What's the chance that they'll get to actually voice their complaints directly to you? Every opportunity, because I'll give you an example. I bought headphones at Target, Skull Candy, and they were bad headphones. <laughs> and they told me flat out, don't go back to Target because they're just the distributor. Mm-hmm. They're just the market, the marketplace. Should you have an issue, come back to Skull Candy, we'll fix them for you. Sure. And I did. Sure. So I take, I take the film with a grain of salt because, yes... They are the marketplace. They are feeding you the stuff that you like to see, mm-hmm. which is understandable because they're f- vying for your attention so that they could sell you off to whoever. Right. Whoever the highest bidder. But that does not 
place any blame on two things. Humans and their ability to create content. Because without the people, there is no platform. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So for me, it's like, yeah, the algorithm knows you. The algorithm knows Carmela, knows that Carmela likes to watch makeup videos. So they're going to serve you makeup videos all day, and then they're going to sprinkle in a vote for Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Rashawn likes to watch, I don't know. Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy clips. They're going to keep serving you that, and then they're going to say, vote for, or buy. So I don't know. I don't know if we are, if we're doing too much blaming on the business model and not enough on people who are uh, exaggerating or exacerbating other people. Am I going too deep? No. No, I just would like to watch it so I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, so, so they're pretty much just saying our algorithms know you better than you know you. We know what to serve you so that you stay on your phone. And they're either saying delete your social media or should you decide to stay on social media, uh, follow different types of people. So the algorithm is not like. Well, because the Instagram algorithm just changed again, right? You heard about that? I'm sure it did. Yeah. So now it's harder for, um, like, say, you know, Black Soldier Instagram. It'd mm. be harder for us to outreach to people that don't know Kelby, Rashawn, Chris, Mella, right? Because it's only working with, like, a, our, our small world. So it's harder for people who just are interested in podcasts or just, Even if I have a black, even, even if I have a business page? I'm not so so sure about a business page. It might be a little bit different because maybe you still have to pay for a promotion. Oh yeah, yeah. But I think it's more of like a personal page where you're trying to gain followers the organic way without um, paying for it. Uh It's a little bit harder than it was. I don't know how many times it's changed, but Mm -hmm. we we all know that it has because start scrolling and you're like, I keep seeing like the same Mm -hmm. type of shit over and over again. The same butts. Mm hmm. Same butts. Same faces. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes it harder to get followers. And especially followers that don't know you. So that's why you were surprised when I say strangers hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah. People that I know. But strangers. <laughs> you know a lot of strangers. I do. Or I guess a lot of strangers know you. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, something I got over Rashawn, finally. What? That a lot I'm of strangers. <laughs> Just let me have this. Be, I don't need to be popular. Rashawn looked good, got money, always got a nice drink, nice hat all the time, random glasses. Let me get one thing. <laughs> <laughs> let me have this. Yeah, let me get one thing. 
Um, okay, so yeah, the social dilemma. Try to watch it. I, you know, I thought I didn't want to watch it because I thought it was gonna freak me out about social media. Yeah, but it just kind of gave me the same stuff that I have, and I I always think about things on two sides. So I get the movie. I appreciate the information that they gave to me, um, and at the same time, I I typically my Facebook mm-hmm. I see I see very well rounded things. I see ultra left, I see ultra right, I see center, I see moderate, I see conservative. I see all that stuff. So it could just be me personally who is just like, I don't know. Let me just see everything. Yeah, it might be. Because I feel like it's also, like I would be quick to delete. I mean, I did literally yesterday delete people that I'm just like, "Uh, nah. So I kind of just, when I look at my Facebook and when I look at my Instagram, it's all things that I'm going to agree with. Yeah. I don't really. Well, that's what they're saying is the problem. Mm. But maybe they're just doing you a service. What? By just feeding you like the human psyche just wants to be validated. Yeah. So whatever you think is right, you just want to see more of that stuff. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm always right. So I, I want to see all sides of things. Yeah. And I don't I'm not very emotional, so I don't get upset about it. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody says, yo, look at this conservative point, And then someone says, look at this uh, liberal point. I will look at both of them and pick out what I think makes sense and sure. keep it pushing. But not everyone can do that. A lot of people can't do that. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of the world we live in. And that that was a part of the movie, too, that like. The more extreme it gets on social media because you're only seeing the stuff that you personally like, Mm -hmm. uh, it'll make you in real life go out and do crazy stuff. Mm. And they're saying that within the next 20 years, should should social media stay the way it is right now, uh, democracy will fail. And that's where the movie kind of lost me because they were like, like, it's always this big, scary thing. Like, yeah. climate change. The world is over in five minutes if we don't stop cows from farting. <laughs> you know? And it's always when they put these numbers on things. Yeah. That's when I'm just like, well, just relax for a second. Here. Right. Like, you, know, you know? But they, they made good points. Teenage kids. You know, suicide rates going up. All of that. Anxiety and all that kind of stuff going up. So, you know, I don't discount it, mm-hmm. but hey. Yeah. All right. What else? What's the other movie? What that I've seen? Mm-hmm. Um, what did I watch? Oh, we watched the, the babysitter. What was it? What's it called? The babysitter? Killer Queen. Killer Queen. It's the sequel to the babysitter. It's a spooky movie. It's a Netflix. The one with uh, the girl from OnlyFans? Yes. Oh, yes, she is. She's in it? She is, yeah. I really like that babysitter movie. It's The, the first, first one, one is really good. really good. I really enjoyed it. So the, that one was good? The second one, it was it was entertaining. It was I laughed like out loud a lot. Mm-hmm. But I do think the first one is way better. The first one was great. It's called Killer Queen? The babysitter Killer Queen. Man, I was about to play Killer Queen, Queen but I can't type that. So I'll sing it. Killer queen, fat bottom girl, stay over you. That's it. That's that Frank Ocean song. Uh, <laughs> that's the one. Um, ah, 
I'm gonna, I might check that out. I might yeah. have to check that because I watched. Is King Batch in it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's back. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone from the first movie is back. Really? Didn't they all die? Ooh, yeah. zombies! <laughs> We're not gonna tell you. I just ruined social dilemma for you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> is that it for our movie conversation? We caught so up so far. You want to talk about Chris Chris Evans' junk? Ooh, always. No. All right. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you don't know about this? No, we don't have to talk about it. Captain America's junk. He accidentally leaked. A picture of his junk on Twitter. What? And then he took it down. What? And then everybody was like, it's okay. He's such a sweet guy. But He's... then the ladies do it and they're like, yo, let me get them pics. Wait, what? Wait, what? What? Mm-hmm. It was like a screen grab of his photo album. So I guess he was like sharing something and then his photo album came up. Uh-huh. And there was a pic of his... Of his... Uh, Close shop. up? Of his Captain America. Yeah, his shield, if you will. (laughs) It was a winter soldier. (laughs) What? But I feel like there's no way it was real. It was like crazy? Well, (laughs) yes. Like the pic. No, but I just feel like, okay, so in the picture, it's like a photo album. So it's like three pictures of him that are old (laughs) and then like two of something else and then like the dick pic. But I don't know. I just feel like you would already, when you're sharing something like that on live, because it was on live, right? Um, you would just know whether oh, wait, you were famous or not. Live? How is it? How is it? He on live and he's sharing. Wait, what? he like maybe he live streamed his green grab. <laughs> yeah, his like phone recording. He's live on Instagram, uh, Twitter. I thought. What? Yeah. Either it was live or he just posted a pic on accident or screen grab or whatever. And then his wee-wee showed up. What? So he got the, uh, uh, what's Nikki's X-Man name? None of you guys would know. Uh, <laughs> Safari? He got the Safari? Uh, is, w- the, you know, the elephant trunk? <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was a, it was a big one. He got Thor's hammer. America's bulge. America's, America's bulge. That's America's bulge. <laughs> Yikes. I mean, after this, take a look. Take a gander. Uh, okay. Just to, just, to, <laughs> just to give it a look. To see it. To be in the know. Chris, why you bring this up? <laughs> because you asked about movie stuff. It's, it's just not one movie. One last thing. One last thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. you always talk about Chadwick, like... What Marvel. <laughs> Marvel? Oh, you brought it full circle. Got it. Uh, full circle. Uh, I be respectful, Chris. I've been be respectful. respectful. Okay. He just showed us wee wee. <laughs> All right, Chris uh, Evans. <laughs> Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. He seems like such a nice guy. Yeah, swell, swell man. Okay. You know what? Hmm. Shout out to Chris Evans, man. <laughs> no, he's watching. Isn't he with Rosario Dawson? What? You know about that, Corral? I don't. I don't think so. That might be uh, the other pretty boy. Uh, whatever his name. Is. Chris Pine. Well, that's also not true. No, no, no. Chris Pine is not a pretty boy. He's he's handsome. 
Chris Pine looks like he's missing features in his face, or he might have too many features in his face. It's one or the other. <laughs> huh. It's very extreme. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Kuros, though? I feel like I have the same problem, so, you know. That you have too much or no, too little, like somewhere in this area. What like what else could we get going there? I don't know. I think maybe my eyes could be bigger. I don't know. Like Why <laughs> why would you want that? You look just like spooked the whole time? No, like I feel like I have piercing eye. Okay. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> we finished the movie talk. Chris Evans got it. Sure does. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next. Um, I think we should just talk about this right now. Ooh. This last week of Big Brother. Have you guys watched it? So I fell behind because I went home. Mm-hmm. I watched. Yeah. You I'm watched. Caught, I'm caught up. There's a lot of stuff. Unfortunate stuff. There's a yeah. lot of stuff. And um, what's your thoughts? Honestly, I'm, um, and it makes me sad. Honestly, what makes you sad? Just I, I love Big Brother as we've said many weeks. Uh, I've watched since season one, and um, increasingly, probably the last four or five seasons, it's just in the same way that the world itself is is kind of showing its its true colors i think big brother for whatever you call it it's it's a reality show it's cheap it's whatever it's trashy television whatever it's always been like a microcosm of the world itself and i think that is apparent in the casting and the makeup of of the demographics that they bring into the house and that usually is to the detriment of the people of color in the house, mm-hmm. specifically the black women in the house, um, in the same way that, you know, black women feel the brunt of some of these things in the real world. They also feel that in the Big Brother house. Um, like what? Like not being able to express themselves in the way that, you know, their other house guest would without being labeled certain things in the same way that you know the four of us would be labeled as you know hostile or aggressive or angry those people make me uncomfortable that you put 16 people in a house and only three of them are are black and only one of them or two of them are black women then they're automatically ostracized you know and um so you're saying them being put up together at the same time bailey and davon mm-hmm. yes okay knowing uh, uh, knowing how the game works and knowing that they are of course aligned together um there's still because of what i don't know if you know what the whole thing with tyler mm-hmm. i think that even if they were the best players in the entire game or the worst players in the entire game. I don't think that they are able to just be in the house in the same way that I don't think any of us in this room are able to just be. We are who we are 
plus we're black or we're Hispanic or we're a woman or we're LGBTQ, you know? And I think everything in that house is, is under a microscope. So it's amplified and it's unfortunate. I'm being very vague, but <laughs> I'm gonna specify. You know, please do, please do. But I, I, I was just, I guess, expanding on the fact that it, it, it makes me sad or it bums me out that one of the shows that I really, really love to watch, it isn't fun to watch anymore because I, I, I watch the show and I'm like, well, everyone that looks like me, to put it simply, doesn't get a fair chance, and. I'm sure there's arguments on both sides to why that is, but that's that's how I feel. Talk about the Tyler thing. So Tyler went to Bailey and Devon. Mm-hmm. They were on the block. They were, uh, um, I'm trying to say this for people that don't watch the show. They were uh, in jeopardy of being uh, evicted from the house every week like everyone is Mm -hmm. and he told them that he wanted to sacrifice his game sacrifice himself for them and for quote-unquote the cause he didn't specifically say black lives matter he didn't specifically say anything except the cause and that he wanted to sacrifice himself for them and for what they're there to do Okay. He did not go through with it. Obviously, Bailey went home last week. Mm-hmm. Not not completely his choice, but yeah. Not completely his choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I I watch the feeds whenever I can. I don't. I'm not glued to the feeds, but there is um. It's it's really this, and this is even in real life. It's really easy for people to ask for examples of racism or bigotry or prejudice and for the people who are ostracized to not be able to give an example because of things like microaggressions and and dog whistling and that is frustrating where it's like well tell me what this person said to you or tell me what this person did to you in the store that you think that they're a racist Mm -hmm. or that you think you were being um, what's the word? You think that you were being oh discriminated against? Discrim- um, profiled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me, like, tell me. I, and I've had people in my life, like, well, you thought that was racist. Tell me why. And if you're not able to, you know, like blatantly correct, say, right, yeah, correctly yeah. identify what it was, then. Well, it must not have been racist. You're just making stuff up or you're just making it a race thing, which mm-hmm. is like the phrase I want to just throw in a burner. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you're just making it about race. Don't make it about race. It's like, well, my my fucking whole life is about race. I'm sorry. Black. I'm a black man in America. My yeah. life is about race. Going back to Big Brother, it's hard unless we had Bailey and Devon here right now for us to be like, well, what happened? But... From an outside person looking in, I think what he did seems, because I'm not in the house, it seems calculated, it seems misguided, and it seems uh, subconsciously ignorant. Whereas, where I, I don't think if, if, if this was a strategy, 
he didn't need to mention that. And if it wasn't a strategy, then he didn't need to mention it. So like, just not mention it. Just why, why did you, why did you bring that up? If that, if that's really the sword that you wanted to fall on, nothing could stop you from walking out of that house. Mm-hmm. But you brought that up. You got their defenses down. The veto was not used. You were not put on the block. And one of the black women went home. You haven't seen it? I haven't. Well, I saw a little bit of... Her eviction. Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw... The next day. Yeah, a little bit of that. (sighs) But I hear that this season... Well, like, I just... Uh, read the hashtags that this is just like a really boring season all well, stars or not that typically happens the first half of the game is pretty boring they they kick all the they kick all the people out that have no fighting chance and then the second half kind of ramps up gotcha i i disagree but go ahead yeah yeah i think i think it's been pretty pretty boring so far. i will agree that it is boring because one set of people have just been dominating yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. We've seen that before. We've seen powerful people in the game team up and then clean house. Sure. So it is a strategy in the game when people know that they're pretty good at this, that, and or, and then team up together and then they take out the rest of the people. So I'll say this. Mm Mm-hmm. Day comes on the show. It is her third time. Mm-hmm. Historically, we know Day is not that great at Big Brother. She is a representation of why are you here? And the answer is in every single episode. The answer is in every single phrase that's she says. New Tesla owner, Davon, not Davon, Bailey, is on the show. Second time around. Last time around, she got HOH one time. For the people who don't watch, she won a competition. And she became in power. And she had an episode with Tyler, the same guy that uh, is willing to risk his game for the two black ladies who got put on the block at the same exact time. And she yelled at him to the point where she bit her lip and she started bleeding. And it's understandable how watching that on television, you can leave feeling, oh, people are going to look at this and say, I'm either a Davon or I'm a Bailey. Davon, the smart whipped mouthpiece. On the show, very entertaining. She's there for people to watch, understanding her place on the show. Bailey represented something else when that happened. So her coming back felt like, let's fix that. Let's change that. And it didn't quite change. But everything around that changed. So Christmas puts them them two up on the block. Me personally, I didn't have a real problem with both of them 
going up on the block because I understand the show. They've been putting on the quote-unquote weak people on the block week after week. It's a group of people running the house who don't want to put each other up on the block. Was that a racist act? I don't think so. I don't feel that way, but I'm not in the house, so okay, fine. And I said, okay, just like everybody else, they have an opportunity to fight for themselves to be safe. Now, understanding their history on the show, you know Day doesn't really win very much. You know that Bailey doesn't really win very much. She gets close, but she's not somebody that the house values. So again, it goes back to why are you here? You know why. I'm going to push back. Don't say anything just yet. Uh, Okay, go ahead. You know why. There's some contriviness happening on the other end. And then, and then comes the moment when you realize that I might be wrong. So Tyler is another representation of a very confused group of people. Let's take his actions at face value. I feel bad. These two women are up on the block. I did sabotage their game, and that's why they're there. So I feel within this social climate that we are in, it is up to me, a white male, to put my coat down on the floor so that they can walk over the puddle. That's the right thing to do but it's not nobody's calling for that you know what the right thing to do is to do what you would do to Ian Memphis Cody Danny Christmas should you throw them under the under the bus and sabotage their game and wave goodbye as they walk out of the game. Treat them as such. So when you come to them with the festered up guilt, one has to say, either you're playing me or you're confused. Because it's not about I feel bad that your game is ending because you're black. You wouldn't have done that to anybody else. You wouldn't have put your coat down on the floor for anybody else. So again, now it goes back to why are you here? And specifically on this season, we have these conversations pop up all the time about we the people. And Tyler felt as if his presence on the show was to be the savior. But the truth is, on that show, due to me, as you would have done to them. 
Because in Big Brother, the idea is to lie, manipulate, cheat, sabotage your way to the end. That's the game. Why treat anybody else differently? We'll find out after this break. This is the Black Stalgia Podcast. So every year I, I, I watch this show. I've been a fan for so many years. And I'm torn. I'm torn between not wanting to go in either direction. I <clears throat> I recognize that uh, day is a tool that the show uses for for many attractive reasons. I recognize that, and I think she recognizes that when she speaks on the show, she has volume. Whether it's funny or whether it's serious or something, she brings levels to the show. Will she win? Probably not. That's not what she's there for. But I also have an issue with... The same kind of thing I had with the social, the, uh, social dilemma. Do we blame the show? Or do we have a problem as people? And this is where I have this back and forth that happens in my head. Where I say, as people, can we no longer sit in the same room? We have... Memphis making fun of Ian that we understand is on the spectrum. Now, nobody's perfect, and I'm not here to sound like anybody's perfect. I get it. I, I, I understand uh, that people say dumb stuff all the time. And I do kind of think that cancer, cancer, <laughs> Cancel culture is cancerous in its own right. But do we not have the ability anymore to sit in a room with somebody who's from a different part of this country and find a way to be respectful? Now, the game does not warrant you to be respectful. I saw a clip of Kevin who's whining all day, every day on the show who on his original season was cussing people out, bumping his chest, and he wasn't the same guy. And I was fine with that when I watched that X amount of years ago. Mm -hmm. So I get it. This show is, the show is tense. It is intense. But can we not, as people, sit in the same room anymore?
<laughs> Look, I I get I like I know you've watched it forever. I watched it forever. Like I know what Big Brother's about. Um I, I think that Well, here's the thing. First a number one, I think we should be careful in saying, well, we know why Devon's here. She's a mouthpiece or she's here to do A, B, and C because I think she's there to play the game. She is. She is there to play the game, but I feel like she's being used. Well, that's well, I what mean, I'm, I'm saying. I understand that, but I'm saying that everyone there is cast on a TV show. And I think just mm-hmm. to single out that she's there to do one thing when they all 16 of them have been brought to do one thing it kind of uh, emphasizes the point that I was making that well Devon you and I'm not saying you're saying this mm-hmm. I'm just saying you Devon a black woman you know you're here to come be entertaining in the di- diary room ha- give great you know quips and and give us great great memes because that's all you that's what you do and that's what we want and what i'm saying is she's so much more than that incredibly you know what i'm saying so much more yeah i just feel i just feel like when i watch it i'm seeing the plan come to life and that's what i feel like i feel uneasy about watching because Mm -hmm. other people don't do that Mm -hmm. other people are not they don't do that Mm mm-hmm when Jackson was here last season, he wasn't interesting. Cody the Marine wasn't interesting. Mm-hmm. You know what certain people do on TV. Sure. I, I think the notion that that we can't all just sit in the same room at the same table without, you know, maybe calling things out. or Is that what you're saying? Like, when you're saying we can't Oh, I'm saying when it comes to the actions of people on the show, mm-hmm. as you said for the past five or so seasons, mm-hmm. it's becoming more and more built upon tension, mm-hmm. racial tension, other tensions. Mm-hmm. Does this mean that we as people because outside of the, the, the game, outside of the house, these are people. All right. Does this mean that we as people cannot operate under the same roof? Well, I think, I think the biggest thing is that people are, you call it cancel, cancel culture or cancerous, and I disagree because I think people are just being called out for the things that they're doing. I mean, I don't know if you can really pinpoint one person who's actually been quote unquote canceled. People have been called out for their shit. People have been called out for saying things that they should not be saying anymore. But I, I I hesitate to think that cancel culture is the problem. Are people loud on, on social media? Absolutely. Do people, can people create hashtags? Of course, but I don't think that cancel culture is the problem where you're like, well, I can't make a joke about gay people. What is this world coming to? I can't make a vaguely, you know, prejudiced joke against people of color. 
ugh, the internet's the worst. And it's like, no, hey, maybe um, don't do it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's easy, too. If you can't be funny without punching down, then maybe you are not funny. And I, I think that's just my two cents on the whole thing. But I don't know. I feel like the idea of cancel culture does not, uh, it doesn't invite a lesson. That's why I say that. I feel like it's just like, you're bad, you're evil, done. And what I think I want to say is, I think that the conversation of you're bad, you're evil, done needs to go into, by the way, this is why. It, it, it's like it's like sending people to prison mm-hmm. without the rehabilitation aspect of it. Nobody learns their lesson. So I think cancel culture needs to be a sentence like, hey. Sit down for a quick second, but let's explain, let's rehabilitate, let's, you know, because the reaction will always be, I can't make a gay joke. Just because you said, hey, shut up, you, hey, you're bad. I think there just needs to be an extension to that. That's what I mean. But I also don't want to make friends of the show (laughs) day feel like I'm saying she's not good uh but i just feel like when i watch the show there's strings that are being pulled and i and i just can't help but feel like sometimes these certain strings come at the disadvantage of the people who are already disadvantaged in the show in the game for numbers Say that again. I feel like things things like racist racism or race in general, it's either punched up in one corner. Hey, make everybody love you. You know everybody loves that. Boom. And then it's the exact same tool in the exact opposite direction, which is, hey, you guys are racist. You did this. Everything explodes. And I and I don't know, like, I, I feel very confused about what I watched. I think that's the point I'm trying to say. Like, well, I, here's, here's the thing. I uh, Two things. I think the idea that everyone should treat Bailey and Davon the way that they treat everyone else is a nice thought, but that also has to imply that they walked into the door on a level playing field and they did not. They, they walked into the door as two black women and they are immediately, unfortunately they're immediately at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, is David at a disadvantage? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I think that a, a white woman could walk in 
the same way that Davon did, not win any competitions, have a great social game, and she would make it to final three. It's happened. Victoria's done it. Gina Marie's done it. It's happened. It's happened. It happens every season. Mm-hmm. But Devon, while coming in, making great TV, having a great social game, and maybe not winning a competition, which Dan never won a single competition, mm-hmm. and he's one of the greats, mm-hmm. I think she walks in and she automatically is perceived as an other. And mm-hmm. no matter what she does, I mean, a, a pin could drop and it's, well, there Devon goes. She said it. She said it. I, I can't respond to Christmas in the way that I want to because they'll be like, well, that's the Devon I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And she's immediately seen. That's what I mean. Don't you think that they want that? Sure. You, you're talking about like the CBS. Yeah. Or whoever or, produces right, the show. The, produce, the producers. Don't you feel like they're looking for that moment? Sure. But I'm saying that if she were not a black woman, she could have that blow up. She could make great TV and they would make sure that she got to the end. Case in point, Rachel Riley. She was she was good at competitions, but she was also good TV, mm-hmm. and she fought with every person in the house. Mm-hmm. She did not win. They brought her back next season and produced it. I don't want to say rigged. They produced it to get her <laughs> all the way to the end. That's all I'm saying. I feel like I feel like they're mixing the stuff. What do you mean? I feel like. I feel like CBS said it's just a moment of time until we get this. Because I guess if if everyone's on on level playing field, Bailey and Tyler walk in, they were on the same season together. Why didn't they immediately Team align up. together? They did. No, they didn't. He immediately aligned with Cody, Danny, Nicole, Memphis, Enzo. On TV, but he went straight to her and said, hey, I want to squash our beef from last season. Tyler also said he wanted to work with everybody in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to point out the obvious, but all of those people in this committee alliance are white. Mm -hmm. And and I'm not saying that they need to be like, well, let's align with Kevin or David or Davon so we don't look racist. My thing is... (laughs) That'd be ridiculous. That'd be awful. Yeah. But I'm saying that I don't even think that Bailey, Devon, or David were on their radar as as an alliance member. And isn't um they're in a side alliance together? What's his face? The guy who's kind of crying every Kevin. episode. Kevin, isn't he also? You said he's Kevin, black. Kevin, he's also black. Yes. Is he black? He's black. Okay, I didn't know. That. He's and he's black. like straight up like, well, I know I'm just. He's always a pawn. I mean, Cody and went to him week one and said, "I would love to work together." And then and they have did. not worked together. I'll be honest; I really don't like that guy. But <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's you know, okay. It's not that I don't like him; I just can't stand watching him on TV. He's oh. very mopey. <laughs> I really thought that I was gonna like come back and watch an episode, and he would be like, oh, "Okay, that worked." Yeah, I, I, I was waiting for it. Thing. No, yeah. because in his original season, I'm telling you, he was out there like, I will beat you up. And then now he's like, I can, I'm like so by myself. And it's like, bro, 
Play the game. Go was, out yeah. there. Like, you know, so, but I hate to say that because, like, I've already said I don't like David. So now I was like, <laughs> I hate everybody, you know. But I love Day. I lo- like Bay, you know. And it's like, it's it, it's tough for me to watch this stuff. And I don't go straight to the race thing. Because as soon as the, the two got nominated on Twitter, it exploded. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, they, they put the, the black people up. It has to be racist. But... I I did not have a problem with it. I it's the game. It's a part of the game. Somebody got to go up, people got to go home. And if you follow the trend of the season, whoever they think is expendable doesn't win, they don't think will win, they don't feel as good. But it wasn't until the Tyler thing and the Christmas and day conversation did I find new things? And the Tyler thing, I think, really represents the idea that we're not asking for a level playing field, which is what we are asking for. Nobody needs you to treat you, you, or me, or Chris, sort of, like... Like we are dogs in need or babies in need of you. It's not that we need you to die on the hill so that I can climb upon it. That's not what we need. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I if If you're going to do that... Either, I don't, it's not honorable to me. Either A, follow through with it, or B, don't bring it up. Yeah, I would say just don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. Just play the game. Because now, no matter what your intentions were, that came out of your mouth. Right. And now that's that's all I see. A bad thing? A bad thing. Yeah. Why? Yeah. It feels super ingenuine. It kind of feels like... Um, yes. Disingenuous. I went to school. Um, it <laughs> nice brows, though. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, it kind of feels like just like a a play, like a play in, in a book. That's just like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna t- tell this to these girls. It's performative. Yeah, it's performative. Yeah. yeah, and the way he said it with the sunglasses and the, all this, like it definitely. And especially felt because odd. it's him. I mean, I don't. You don't like. Him, I don't right? like Tyler. Yeah, don't care for him. I think I just. He's a robot. I've said this before and I'll say it again, but I I don't know. I just wouldn't say that in a game or out of a game and not go through with it. That's like a really big statement. Yeah. And if it is that, go to the person that has the veto, tell them to use the veto and volunteer to go up without saying any of this. Mm -hmm. If it's really that, don't don't tell me about the specifics. Don't tell me the recipe. Just fucking make bake the cake. So he was kind of like, "I'll go home." Is that what he yeah. was saying? Yeah, straight up. He's still kind of like that right now. It doesn't work for everybody's game. I, I understand the other side of that of saying I won the HOH sort of, and it's my week. I get to do whatever I want, and if I don't want you to go home. It's understandable if I don't make it happen. 
But could he have just been like, all right, I'm done with the game. I'm the person this week and I leave. Could he have done that? Walk out Maybe. the door, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if they would have still had an eviction that week. Because if they did, then he that would have been like he would have lost some of his um stipend. But if he would have walked out. Right, but would they still have had an eviction that week? Not, they couldn't so, have, no. right? Unless they were just like Because in the past eviction? they've done they've done that. Where like people well, they expelled people, then, yeah. Yeah. You know. So I don't know. Uh, it's I think it's a tough thing. Yeah. I think that it would be, I don't think it's a good idea to necessarily disregard race. I I think to say that it's not a race issue when race is an issue, you know, in Mm -hmm. our, in our world right now would be, it's, it's the thing I said in the beginning. I can't, I can't spell out microaggressions to you. I can't. I can't describe a look. I can't describe a, a comment all the time. You know what I mean? And that is, um, that's the reality of it. I, I, if I could point out every bit of racism, racism wouldn't exist. You know what I mean? And, and that is, that's the like Achilles heel of the argument. Well, can you prove it? Or can you give me proof that what you experienced was racism or what someone did was prejudice or bias no i can't i can't see bigotry all the time you know what it just clicked with me what i can what i piece tyler's actions and i'm sorry for people who don't watch big brother but it's kind of a larger conversation of a of of a white person who i suppose feels guilt if we're going to put it, put it out straightforward and makes promises. It makes me think about Juneteenth. Hey, the war is over. I'm sorry. You're free. I promise to give you 40 acres and a mule. I promise to help (laughs) fill quotas at work. I promise to help your neighborhood be safer. I promise to help you make more money. I promise to help you be able to go to the school that you want to go to. I promise, I promise, I promise. And then what? Nothing happens. Well, I think what needs to change are the people in power making the promises. But isn't that how they always get us? Hey, think about it like this. And this is how I'm thinking about it right now. Hey, we have problems. Great. You wouldn't have those problems if you voted for me. Fine. We vote for you. Four years later. Sorry, this got into that. But four years later. We still have problems. Mm-hmm. You know what you need to do? Vote for me again. I didn't get, I didn't get to it this time around. Or whatever I, I, I said, I, it didn't work. So we're going to come up with another plan. And then the other guy comes in because we say, let's try the other guy. And then we still have problems. 
And the other guy, the original guy says, well, it's because you didn't vote for me. So then we vote. Is, isn't this a sick game? I don't think so. I, I think that, uh, I mean, it took 400 years for people that look like us to not be in chains. And then the fight was about equality and going to the same school and drinking from the same water fountain. And then that took another 60 years. And now it's, can we let a woman lead the nation? Can we get a black or Hispanic head of a studio? You know, like Mm. it's, I don't think it's, I don't think we are being duped. I think it's just this long, tiring game of catch up where we have to, like our fight's different from what our grandparents' fights were, but there's still fights. Mm-hmm. And even as something as stupid as a game of Big Brother, like it's, it, it's, it's, it does matter. It matters. It matters. And I think mm-hmm. um, it, it's, we have to keep fighting. I don't know. I mean, no problems, not no problems. Very few problems were solved because we had a black man in the Oval Office. If any, they got worse. If you've, been paying attention the past four years. You know what I mean? And I think that imagine going into a big brother house <laughs> with uh, <laughs> 14, uh, 12 black people, two Hispanics, one of two of them are gay. And then one white person. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there a show called Bad Girls Club that was just like that? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what you're, you're doing the thing that they want you to Sorry. do. <laughs> Kelby. Uh, uh, listen. Poor form. <laughs> Shots still running. <laughs> um, I say what I say mm-hmm. because I think about Very specific cities mm-hmm. that have a lineage in the same, the same, the same. But there has been history of failure, failure, and failure. I think about Detroit. I think about Chicago. I think about L.A. I think about Atlanta. I think about these specific, I think about Oakland Oh man, I went to, I went to San Francisco mm. this past weekend, and this is something that really like. I think I was in an area called Burlingame, and the houses there in the area that I was in, the medium household was two million dollars. My gosh, the medium, the median household average price was two million dollars. When you look it up on the internet, it says it's known for its great public schools. It's known for its beautiful territories, beautiful homes, this, that, and the third. But it's on the list as far as one of the more dangerous places to live in the United States. Wow. In your house, there is a 30% chance somebody will break into your house where you live and steal your stuff or hurt or harm you. 
And I said, you paid $2 million to be 70% okay? Something's not adding up. Mm-hmm. Something's not adding up. I feel like we've been searching for answers because we as people, I feel like black people are so great. And other people, maybe the opposition, understand that. And they're like, nah, 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 relax. Don't show that greatness. Don't show that greatness. I mean, no matter what, we're going to show it. Look at the three of us here, plus Chris sort of. Orderly. On the show. We got people talking. Mm-hmm. And we're nobodies. I'm somebody. Um, yeah, you're president of uh, H&M. <laughs> <laughs> this is Mr. H&M right here. Still okay. Out. But what I'm saying is we have... History upon history of the same people answering our questions and history upon history and time after time of the same problem. Mm -hmm. I would love to know how, how, just like in the house, we could just be treated like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whew. Call that shit out. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Call it out. Y'all made my brow sweat. Mm-hmm. We're gonna take a break. This is the Black Stalgia podcast. All right, we're back. Whew. So Travis Scott has a meal at McDonald's. I tried it. I haven't had it. I was just telling these guys during our break. Um, <laughs> I haven't had a McDonald's burger since 2010 because um, I had a, a little bit of an addiction problem. Oh. Um, I've had the French fry. I started eating the, the nuggets in 2016, 2017. But I actually like <laughs> didn't eat any McDonald's from 2010 to 2016 or 17. <laughs> I love how your milestones are McDonald related. <laughs> it is because that's so I when I went through my uh, weight loss thing right. and I went down 135 pounds. It was directly because I looked at my bank statements in 2010 and it was like McDonald's, McDonald's, McDonald's. Yeah. McDonald's. And I like was that. like, OK, time for a change. Yeah. And I, I, I was a little obsessed so um and i knew like my thing was burgers Burgers. like i was eating the chicken uh mcnugget chicken mc mcnuggets no 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 the chicken sandwich chicken chicken and the double cheeseburger all the time Mm. so i went to mcdonald's yesterday and i went to go get some chicken nuggets and then i said oh travis scott so I said, stop everything I, I was ordering. It was midway through. Chicken nuggets, no lettuce. And I was 
<laughs> you know how our nuggets now they just sprinkle Stuff lettuce. Yo, lettuce. I'm telling you, like I yelled at the dude from Taco Bell, no lettuce, and he put it just at the top. You did send me that snap. Just ridiculous. I called corporate. <laughs> Come on, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> but I I saw that and I said I gotta support Travis Scott man I hate his music I think I I I I don't actually really even see the appeal but the only other dude dark skinned man had that kind of meal at McDonald's was Michael Jordan mm, that's right. That's a big gap. It's a huge gap. What was the Jordan meal? Ooh. I think it was a Mick Jordan. A Mick Jordan? I think that's right. Yeah, Let's Google it. In- oh, I don't know. The Travis Scott meal isn't really anything. It's just Travis, a- I think the Travis Scott is a quarter pounder with like bacon and something else. It's a quarter pounder with three strips of bacon. I want to say lettuce, mm-hmm. tomato. It's basically the quarter pounder, but just yeah. with bacon. I just tomato. took off the bacon and the and, and the lettuce. Huh? And I tomato. took off the and tomato. Yeah, there's no tomato in the corner. I, I took. Ask. How do you guys know this? Oh, okay, I, I, was, I, I was also obsessed with McDonald's. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's been. A, it's been. Oh my gosh! Okay, I found the McJordan meal. What is it? Uh, so this is um, 1992, September 8th, tw- um, 1992. So this Travis Scott is like a revival of that, mm. I guess. Because the McJordan special was a value meal celebrating Michael Jordan and sold regionally in the Chicagoland area. It was a quarter pounder with bacon and barbecue sauce, fries, and a drink. So that's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's just but a different medium Sprite. Oh. And I get it. Y'all think I don't get it? Travis Scott, Sprite. He's from Texas. Texans drink Sprite. Sprite? No. Oh. Dirty Sprite, lean. Mm-hmm. That's it's that, that's isn't that ATL? A- ATL, but it's it's a Houston thing. Like oh. uh, you know, uh, um, when they used to uh, slow down the music, chop it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a Houston thing. Oh, I thought that was an Atlanta thing. I mean, it migrated over there, but. Houston. I mean, I know Houston was chopped and screwed, but there I you thought, go, chopped and screwed. I thought Lean was Atlanta. I think it's. I think it's kind of just spread mm. its wings, but I know it as a Houston thing. So Lean is uh, born in Houston. I don't know if it's born in Houston, but I <laughs> I do know that that purple drink. Yeah, because Lil Wayne was on on Lean, and he's. He's not Atlanta. Do people still drink lean? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uncle Ed drinks. I don't really drink. He's sippy. You do sip. I did uh, have some. You did? Yeah. Um, this, this goes out to people now. I know. But it was like at Amdo where you have to like. Yes. I had to make it? Yeah. So people were making it. Ugh. You Okay. Y'all remember. Did you ever go into all of you? I know you didn't. Yeah. I have. Okay, so you know how like the top floor, it's like <clears throat> when I was there, everybody's doors were just open and we were mm-hmm. like having parties. Mm-hmm. And I remember they asked because me and Marlo were the only ones that had a blender. And they're like, oh, we're going to make a drink. Can you, can we borrow it? Well, sure. And they like threw Jolly Ranchers in there. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's part of it. <laughs> Robitussin? 
Uh-huh. Yes. I mean, that is lean. Yeah, no, I know. No, no, no. I'm you, just you trying to like... You add um. What is the one missing element? It's called... Um, promethazine. Oh. Well, I had a sip, and it was <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. And I, I was just like, yeah, nah, I don't like the grape flavor. Or they should have put a different Jolly Rancher in there. I know. Did but they I put Sprite in it? I feel like mine didn't have Sprite. That's why when you said it, I was like, I don't. I yeah, don't dirty Sprite. Mm. Mm, mm, dirty Sprite. Mm. Right. I don't know that. See, yeah. learning things here on the Black Soldier podcast. Maybe it's, maybe it's not a Houston thing. But uh, that's that's what I know it to be. <laughs> but, if you guys know, let us know. Yeah, we don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm off. But I when I got the medium sprite, I was like, mm, you connected it. But either either way, I don't want to bring it to something bad. That's a big thing. First of all, Travis Scott is a dark skinned man, mm-hmm. and he's not like a model. He doesn't look like ASAP Rocky. Yeah. Wait, they kind of do look like. No, they don't. ASAP Rocky's like a pretty boy. Travis Scott is. He's like your average dude. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Yo. So I think it's a big deal. So I broke my 10 year no McDonald's <gasps> burgers stuff to support him because I want him to go back to his people and say, see, we sold. X amount of millions of these. So at McDonald's, is there a poster? Mm-hmm. It has a like little doll m- on it. A little doll? Yeah, you know Travis Scott has the doll. The um, it's a doll of him. Yeah, with yeah. the like the dreads and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's a big, it's a big deal. I mean, that's awesome. You know, McDonald's doesn't just throw these out. No, I mean it's been twenty eight years. <laughs> it's crazy. That's. Gnarly. And according to you, that was a regional thing. Yeah, so I guess it didn't. It was just Chicago. This is all over the place. That's crazy. Yeah, you know, it's it's crazy and that it's Travis Scott. I guess that's kind of what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I personally don't know that much about Travis Scott. And I know that a, a lot of people that I know probably wouldn't either. I mean, you, do you? He's huge. But he's huge. So I was like, I don't know if it's just me and my, you know, I'm not super in and hip with the stuff, but I would assume, I would just think it would be somebody else, a bigger celebrity that would have a McDonald's. Ah, he's huge. Um, his last album, um, what was it called? Astroworld? 500K yeah. first week. First week. That's... Drake numbers. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's not Drake would do more, but. <laughs> but that's still big. <laughs> Don't do that, Rashawn. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. But he has this cultural iconicness yeah. thing to him that is just, it's nuts, you know? And if you listen to like Sycamo, they talk about like drugs and stuff on it. And it's. I don't. I don't think I could name a Travis Scott song right in this moment. I can't. I'm telling you, I can't. You know sickle mode. Sing a little bit. No, sing it. No, no, no. <laughs> you have to know sickle mode. We want to keep our viewers. 
I mean, Dawn. What was it you Fat bottom girls. <laughs> oh, Frank Ocean. You know this song. Okay, wait. Maybe I do. Shawnee? Mm-hmm. Oh. Kind of sounds a little drinky right here. Uh. It is drink. Oh. You don't know the song? Sun is down. Oh yeah. Freezing cold. Which part That's of it is? We already know when it's here. Okay. My dog will probably do it for Louis Bell. That's just all he know. He don't know nothing else. I tried to show him. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to show him. Yeah. 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 Gone on you with the pick and roll. You know this yeah, song? I did know this song. Uh, oh, I do know this song. I'm throwing it back. I like this song too. This is Scissor's song. I do know this song also. See? You know the song? This is a, this is a vibe. You ain't listen to the Scissor album? You would like. I'm I think little, you might like it. I'm a little shocked. I've, I've listened to some of SZA. SZA is so pretty, dude. Oh yeah. She's just ethereal to me. But I saw her at Coachella. Yeah, I heard that. Baby girl. I heard that. Not a good performance. That wasn't it. But yeah, I like the music. <laughs> um, so yeah, big deal. That's a huge deal. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, I think I have a oh everybody stop Con- Congratulations. Congrats to Travis Scott. Because that's no joke. Yeah, that's awesome. Orale. Ay. That's Travatiso Scott. <laughs> Go ahead. One more time. <laughs> I want to so bad. <laughs> it's on the way. Actually, you know what? I have an announcement. Okay. I'm scared. You shouldn't be scared because it's great news. Chris doesn't know, but he's a part of it. Yeah. <gasps> In 2017, we got married. I'm sorry. Ruin things. Aww. Put the applause back on. Chris, cut your mic. (laughs) 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 In 2017, I sat at a job and on my lunch break and other times I wrote a script. Thanks to my friend Stephanie who did work for me while I was supposed to be working. Sweet. Go, Steph. And, yeah. Shout out, Stephanie. Super dope. A couple months later, I produced it. And it was a feature film. Mm-hmm. And Chris worked on it. Yep. You worked on it. A little bit. Yeah, some makeup. Rashawn don't like me, so he didn't work on it. 
<laughs> but I asked him. I was like, "Yo, you trying to be?" He was like, "Don't even talk to me." <gasps> Call my team, please. <laughs> he was like, he was like, "I'm currently at H and R." H and R, not H and M. H and R block. <laughs> oh, oh. Right Doing my taxes. Doing his taxes because you spent too much money at H and M. But we worked on this project tirelessly, and it came out on its first run in November of 2019. Now, a year, nearly a year later, we have found new wings for this bird. We have found new heights to reach. And I'm excited to express to all of y'all that our film, Uncle Ed's Bucket List, is out on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, pr- applause, Chris. Applause. Yeah. For each one. For each one. Oh, for okay, each one. Right. Out on, on Amazon. You can watch it. You can purchase the DVD. You can watch it on Amazon Prime. Amazing. Next, we're at Barnes and Noble. Wow. We're at Barnes and Noble. I love that. Or do as I, they say in my area, Barnes and Noblers. <laughs> where do I find the Barnes and Noble? On the in internet. I think there's one in Burbank and one in Valencia. In and there's city. one in Melbourne, Florida. Shout out to y'all. We're also at Walmart. <gasps> Yay. Walmart. Hey, you, you know Walmart. You love Walmart. Relax. What are you talking about like that? Um, we, well, I love Walmart. They have great deals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rollback prices. Yeah, yeah, I love Carmela. Love you too. I'm going to teach her all about Haitian food. But after yes. this... So we are at all of these amazing places. We're actually even on, kind of a weird place, but we're on eBay. Wow. So you can purchase and or rent Uncle Ed's Bucket List out on Amazon, Amazon Prime. You can watch the DVD. You can purchase the DVD. You can go to Barnes and Noblice. You can go to Walmart. You can go to all these locations and watch my film, Uncle Ed's Bucket List, and support smaller acts support creatives support the work and enjoy the movie and if you don't like it i'm gonna come out and make another one for y'all because <laughs> that's what i do i just create and make all right so thank you guys thank you carmela for working on it thank you cross for working on it chris was actually the editor of uncle ed's bucket list yep, my first we, feature first feature and we worked on it Tirelessly. A lot. <laughs> a quite, lot. Quite many sleepless nights. Okay. And uh I'm I'm ready now for this to be uh on platforms and on screens all around the world. Okay. <laughs> oh that was my big announcement. Congrats. Congrats that's that's freaking that's awesome. awesome. Thank you. Overshadows our wedding a little bit, but I got you guys a gift. Oh thank you. It's a toaster. I will Love never toast. fit in those H and M pants. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter what broccoli shorts. Oh, you think I'm a thigh master? <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, okay. Anything else? Mm-mm. Kids. Mm-mm. In my phone, I have you guys as black nostalgia kids. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. Can we get shirts? Yeah, we can. Chris makes shirts. I do. Oh my you guys god! Have a sharpie. 
All right. <laughs> Chris, Chris, no, I'm not going to tell people Chris makes shirts anymore. No, Chris still owe me about 45 shirts I, from 2016. I, I, I do. <laughs> he, he edited a movie for you. Damn. Yeah, I, I bought $100 worth of them damn shirts. No, and he married did. you. He did not. I did. They're in your mom's living room. This is $150. It was like $40. No, I bought them. They were all $6. Anyways. Okay. Anyway. So. We covered Race in America. <laughs> we covered Race in Big Brother. We covered movies. We covered cuties. McDonald's. We covered, we covered McDonald's. Mm-hmm. What else? We good? We good. Gucci. Here's my song of the week. Gucci. Actually, fill up the time. Fill up the time. Fill up the time. With, so, uh, I don't know if y'all saw that Dave Grohl made a theme song for that Nandy girl. Black Star Show, Black Star Show, Black. Oh, I found something. Okay. okay. A song that I heard passing by the screen at my house. And uh, I turned around and I said, What? In Sam Hell is that? And uh, this what? is Loved by You by Kirby. Somebody without someone Ooh. is no one at all. And baby, all these nights I've struggled and fought my pride. Scared that someone your type couldn't see past my Featuring Kelby. That song is fire. I like that song. That's Love by You by Kirby and Kelby. <laughs> Dreaming. Mostly Kirby. K squared. K squared. K squared. Collab. Manager Sean. <laughs> Teach us some things. Go ahead, Dan. <laughs> Go ahead, Dan King. All right. Carmel's. Okay, so mine is Don't Wait by Mape. Mape? M-A-P-E-I. I've been listening Mape. to the acoustic, but they're both good. All right, so acoustic or not? Do a little acoustic. It's a vibe. <laughs> This goes out to your your best friend. To all those best friends out there. Who my who my best friend? Ozzy. Indeed, come build me up. Come shed 
your light it makes me shine you get the message don't you ever forget it let's laugh and cry until we die if it wasn't for you i'd be alone sweet Featuring Calvee. Oh, if I'm worried all about that bottom girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great song. I like that. Yay. My pay. Don't wait. I'm with it. She got 11 different remixes of this song. Mm-hmm. Once, one with Chance the Rapper. I haven't heard that. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna skip it. <laughs> I love my wife. I love my wife. <laughs> I love my wife with trumpets playing in the back. <laughs> Shawnee F and baby. I love you, Chancellor. I like Chancellor. <laughs> I love um, Chancellor. Listen, Chancellor. Okay. Chancellor. Quick. Um, <laughs> this is from a new album by one of my favorite singers. Uh, it's called Anything for You by Lettuce. Oh. Ooh. I haven't heard anything from Legacy in a while. Uh, Legacy. Damn, I forgot how to spell her name. She a good woman, though, man. She a good woman. What's it called? Anything for you. All right. If God took me away today I pray I did everything I could to honor you And when I open my eyes there's joy each day What a blessing I'm waking up next to you Kisses are a sweet surprise Still can't believe you're in my life The impossible is possible because of you It's a wedding song. Yeah. She's taking she's taking her time down the aisle. Yes, she is. That dress costs too much money. Time. Don't wanna waste no. It kinda sounds like another song. Broken pieces. 
sounds like a. We have Angela. Right? Try to sing it with you. In your head. I am. I'll do what it takes. Right the wrongs of my mistakes. You give me air, you give me reason to keep on fighting. For love like us, it's worth it. I'll do anything. Featuring John Legend. How do anything? Did I get it? John Legend, you fell down the stairs. Are you okay? <laughs> Featuring Calby. I'll do anything. That no, was closer to no. John Legend. <laughs> oh, my bad, John. Disrespectful. <laughs> I don't tolerate John Legend slander. I like John Legend, man. Oh, I you saw like him too. Oh, okay. I do like John Legend. <laughs> I watched him in a uh, in an NBC musical. Jesus Christ, Jesus Superstar. Jesus Christ, Superstar. Oh, gosh, I was rusty on Jesus Christ. <laughs> superstar. superstar. Ooh, Lonnie Lemon, you ain't even know that, huh? What? Mmm, who's the real fan now? <laughs> Who the real fan? That's his name, Lonnie Lemon. John Legend? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's know his that. real name? Yeah. Lonnie Lemon? Yeah. On purpose? That's yeah. like a fun name. That's fun name. Jesus Christ, We're gonna give Chris a song today. Is that all right? Ooh, wow. Is that all right? right? Y'all know how it is at church when they say we're gonna ask for some more donations. We're gonna let the children sing. You know what I mean? Oh, is that okay? Then they on, ask him as if they're not already lining up on with the front. Second Sunday. That's okay. That's, that's okay with right. y'all. That's all right. All right, Cross. Give me some. Uh, uh, I've been listening to a lot of Sam Henshaw. So Man, let me look up this person before you embarrass me. No, no facts. The song's called Broke. Sam Henshaw Broke. I've been listening to a lot of like funky stuff, but he's pretty good. Coincidence. Oh, I'm I see also broke. called Broke right now. <laughs> <laughs> you broke? It, it, it's very fitting. Nah, I'm not broke. I mean, somebody calling you broke? Nah. Nah, I just uh, want to make a joke. <laughs> I was about to say, like, <laughs> pouring him out. Uh, we'll, we'll, smack we'll run up. We'll Come, run up. On. Come on. We'll talk Carmela to him. Oh, it's yeah. Sam with two I hands. Oh. Oh. I tell you, man, I listen to funky stuff. It's been a week from hell. I lost my job at Five Guys. My girl just kicked me out. She says I'm lame. Maybe she's got a point who gets the sack from Five Guys. She thinks I'm so incapable of change. You don't like his song? Damn. I love it. <laughs> I like this a lot. It's a hot summer. The fire hydrant just broke. There's water in the street. Got my booty shorts on. Ooh, little cherry fell on my chest. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's no inside, Chris. Go inside and clean up. Sticky. 
Oh man, this is it right here, Corel. Oh, you know it's good. We need to get Chris every week. Might have to get Chris a little spot. I know it should. Oh snap, Corel. Okay, nah, he feeling too good. I'm sorry. sorry. Oh man, y'all know how we like to end up the show. Mm -hmm. A little something about what we. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Don't don't do that. I hit another button. Don't ever touch buttons. I'm sorry. Continue. Touch some more buttons. We like to end the show out with a couple of memories. Mm. Something that we missed, we hope could come back. Um, a little bit of what we call black nostalgia. Uh. Chris, get, get my music. Oh, sorry. We should hire black, bro. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right, Carmela. Yes. Go for it. Um, I miss passing notes in class. Mm, I <laughs> I recently went home and cleaned out my mom's garage, and I had, I kid you not, like a whole tub full of notes. Triangle shaped. You know it. Oh yeah. With the gel pens. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would have been writing you in class. Oh. I will write you right back. See, we would do it like chat. You know, I would, you would write something and then we'd, it was a whole chat. Uh huh. Yeah. A conversation. A conversation. Yeah, be like, what you doing? Not paying attention with you. Who uh, <laughs> wants to answer to number three? Yeah, though, for I don't know. I, I don't know why I'm in this class. <laughs> I didn't pass algebra. <laughs> yeah, I That's missed that. Vibe. Or like between class, you know, you would read it when we didn't have class together. You would read it in social studies. I'd read it in algebra, and then you'd write me one back. Do kids still do that? Or nah. they just text They're just it? text. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. This is Chance, by the way. Wow. Are you just doing that to prove a point? No, I like the song. It's actually Corday. Formerly known as YBN Corday. I don't know about this. But I mean, yo, president of H&M. <laughs> <laughs> Relax. Yes. Your turn. Would you like a gift card? Yes. Well, I no, not really. Miss. I can't wear extra schmedium. <laughs> <laughs> I miss snow days. Um, I grew up in the, on the East Coast, and we had pretty big snowstorms. And um, me and my best friends, Kia, I miss you so much. Um, we would Aww. just. We have blast on Sundays. It was the best. Yeah. That's all. And and I'm black. It was a snow day. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I don't know. So I'm, it was different. And I'm, I'm black. It was different. <laughs> you drink that drink real quick. Huh, he said, "Let me just talk it off real quick." And I'm black. <laughs> what the hell Rashad was talking about? <laughs> I, thought I, thought I, I was trying to like um, connect it. Connect. I like this Rashad. <laughs> we did this Rashad every week. We give him a Molly. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't give me any drugs. No. Uh, we're gonna give it to you. All right. I want to uh, play this. 
I say this because I'm, I'm playing this because a friend of mine over at uh, Food Fight, another podcast. Uh, his name is Kirk. He's a dad. And he goes by Dad Beats, and that's his kid yelling on the track, Dad Beats! And he made this, and I think that this is fire. And I play this because I remember the feeling of having a superhero dad. Mm. I had that? Where you're like, my dad could beat your dad up at any point in time. Now, I never told nobody that because my dad was slightly shorter than uh, <laughs> the, the, the rest average, of the dad. Yeah, the average <laughs> but. There was that sense of like my dad is a superhero, mm-hmm. and it was pretty much around like eight to like twelve. Yeah. Then after that, I was like, I can beat you up, bro. <laughs> but there was that moment. My dad would take me to the library. It's almost done, so I gotta go fast. He would take me to the library and like do math math problems with me, and I'd play uh, Oregon Trail. I'd oh my gosh! Fire! Yes, I play. Um, where in the world is San Diego? No, San, Carmen. Carmen San, San something. Carmen San Diego. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> and then I used to read Full House books. <gasps> oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. So I kind of miss those days. The Oregon Trail. Absolutely. What's the name of the big guy who used to cut trees? Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan. Yeah, we had the Paul Bunyan game with the Magaganog. You remember that? Go ahead. It's like a little board game where you had to put little marbles in the thing. Mahjong? Mahjong. Yeah, we literally put three syllables together. I was like, let's see if this yep. no, I mean, That game that was one. hard. It's just, I, rem- I feel like I just, rem- I just missed like the fifth and the sixth grade. Absolutely. You know? I was allowed to be my meanest self. You're still mean. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm not as mean as I could be. You you could I be know. you could be mean with no uh repercussions. Bingo. <sighs> <laughs> Y'all. Yeah. It has been an amazing episode. Mm-hmm. We uncovered many truths, several lies. And some of the more important things about life in our current society. Before we go, oh, you gonna take me home tonight? <laughs> Featuring Calvin. Holy, oh, fat bottom girls. Until next week. See you later. Bye. This is a Black Stalgia podcast.